This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian show we're back what's going on Sebastian how you doing how's life different time start here what's up Tuesday May 21st 103 p.m. we normally do this uh, later on in the uh, afternoon for those of you in New York Lou and Pete they do it at night I gotta tell you uh, I got the vitamin uh, what do I got vitamin D I got a dietary supplement I'm using uh, on the D3 which uh, I was uh, I was a little bit short on last time I went into the doctor. Although my vitamin D uh, levels have been amazing lately, I'm doing a, a 1.0 milliliter right now, squeezing it into my Essentia water, getting ready for a wonderful cast. Oh wow, man! You 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 treat your body like a temple, man. Well, like a I just—you're right. And now that I have a second child, there's even more of a pressure to keep healthy, keep fit, and keep myself around for. A Are you—you you, don't—you didn't mind dying on one, but with two, you don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you could die off on one. Now you got two. You got to really kick it in gear. But um, I just made my appointments. Um, my doctor suggested uh, that I go in and get a calcium test, which could indicate uh, whether or not you're going to have a heart attack later on. Uh, so uh, based on family history, my father having some heart problems, as well as my grandfather, uh, that could be hereditary. So going in for a calcium test, and then I'm going in for a virtual colonoscopy in a couple of weeks which would be interesting so just made those appointments right now crossing things off my list have a burst of energy that's pretty much unheard of at this hour in the day and uh that's the story I, I, by the way i don't need a calcium test to know that uh that the old widow maker is gonna get me one of these days is that how you're going down I don't know if it's how I'm going down, but I'm going to go down. I don't know if I'll get back up. There's a guy in my town who I adore. This guy, last year, he had a, he had a big heart attack. He was deer hunting with another guy. And, I, and he's okay now. Lost all the weight and, you know, was healthy. But, man, what a classic line. He held his heart and looked at the guy he was hunting with and said, I'm going down. And then he went down and he woke oh, up wow. in the hospital. Uh, he predicted it. Well, no, he started feeling his heart, and he knew it wasn't heartburn. He looked at his buddy, he said, I'm going down. And then he fell down, they called the ambulance. So, Have you or Lou ever had, like, a pain in your heart where it was, like, you know, temporary, obviously, where it just, like, either... I used to get these when I was, like, 16, 17 years old. I used to get, like, a little pain in my chest. I don't know what it was, but eventually it went away. Who knows? It could be some type of uh, weird arrhythmia. But uh, have you ever had a pain in your heart? By the way, were you you sure it wasn't just feelings creeping in? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I kid. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, when you're little, you just think it's a muscle pull or something. But now I'm at that age, you get that, you're like, "Uh, is that the one? Here she comes. Here she's coming. So you never know. Ever have a scare? Uh, Yeah, every day. I'm having chest pain. Because every little thing, you think this is it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you smoke. That's the, the yeah. when you smoke, forget it, you know. Good, so what's good. with the pills, though? Like, your, your doctor tells you the levels of, what you know, like Jackie takes fish pills or some pills. She takes vitamins and stuff. I don't take anything. Should I be taking this shit, guy? 
Uh, well, you know what? You should get tested to see if you're low in or deficient in anything. Um, I was deficient, and my thyroid was low uh, 14 months ago, and then he put me on a thyroid supplement, and the supplement has helped my levels get back to uh, where they should be. So, uh, yeah, I was low in thyroid, and I was low in vitamin D, and he gave me the supplements, and I took them, and then the tests came back, and they, 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 the, the results were glowing. Nice. And, uh, and I want to continue to, uh, to maintain that level of health throughout my life. And uh, I'm recommitted <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to jumping back on the horse and uh, keeping this consistent. But um, that's where I'm at. Beautiful day here in Los Angeles. Just I went to the wine store, collected some uh, nice bottles of wine. My father is in town and he is checking in at Casa de Maniscalco tomorrow for a two-night stay. And then... We are off to Las Vegas on Friday. So lots going on here. Don't know where to start, but I could kick it off with my attendance Sunday evening at the Icon Awards honoring Al Pacino. ah. Come on, man. What? A couple months ago. I was asked if I'd like to perform for Mr. Pacino at the American Icon Awards held at the Beverly Hills uh, Wilshire uh, Hotel on uh, Sunday night, and obviously I uh, I agreed <laughs> I agreed to it, and um, I went there with Lana, and um, do you ever go into a gig? And just look at the gig even before it starts and go, this ain't going to be good for a comedian. Oh, yeah. Of course. (laughs) You're just excited for Pacino, but you got to know he's actually got the call. Like, dude, this is going to be probably a tricky gig, right? Well, I didn't think it was going to be... Well, obviously, it was going to be a star-studded event, and typically I do not do events where there's a a celebrity-heavy audience. Um, So I knew it was going to be different in that that aspect. However, I didn't know it was going to be uh, just... Let me just dive into it. I got to take you step-by-step here. Um, It's held in a banquet room. And there's two screens on either side of the stage. Uh, slated to perform are uh, Robin Thicke. You know who that is? Uh, you got any Robin Thicke? No, those. That's the dad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. What's the, what's the mo- monologue from from uh, Family Ties? <laughs> Wait, no, Growing he's not pain. even from Growing Family Ties. Growing, Growing Pains. Oh, no, shit. you're thinking of Alan Thicke, Pete. Alan Thicke. Oh. Robin Thicke oh. is correct. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I thought so he had that one hit that he <laughs> that he stole, right? Didn't he get accused of this? That, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Oh, so so you mean he's gonna come out and play this and then leave? So yeah, he's gonna right. he's gonna do a performance <laughs> of this. Uh, hopefully, only. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I didn't even. I didn't. We'll get to that. Uh, Matteo Bocelli, who I think is Bocelli's son, uh, is on is on the uh, slate. Uh, David Foster, who's a big uh, composer, is uh, is is going to be what? I thought it was a writer. I don't. I I, everything you say, I'm guessing the wrong thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So who's being honored is Al Pacino, Evander Holyfield, and Quincy Jones. Okay. Wow. Now, I I do the red carpet. Lana and I, Lana's obviously nine months pregnant, so she needed to sit down. So we went into the, um, the, the, the banquet hall early, found our seats, and we're sitting down for 10 minutes. And the table to my right, Sylvester Stallone sits down. Oh, my God, bro! What the... Dude, that's, that's, that's everything. That's everything in your world. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa is six feet from me. Holy 
shit. <laughs> so now Lana is the type where she goes, go, go over there, go over there. Guy, I ain't the guy to do this. I'm sorry. It's just not in my DNA to go up to people and say, hey, because he's getting he's getting mobbed. Because it's a charity event, so people oh. who are at the event are coming up to him. He's standing up and down to take photos and whatnot. I'm, I'm just, I don't want to be one of those people. And if he doesn't know who I am, he just thinks I'm another guy. In the, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to do this. So Lana's like, get up, get up. I go, just relax, relax. So then, as soon as she says relax... Pacino sits in the table in front of me. Bro, you like, you must feel like you're in a dream. Bro, I got Stallone to my right. I got Pacino right ahead of me. I turn to my left. De Niro walks in. It's a virtual trifecta. It's basically my Avengers. Dude, we just need Travolta sneaking up behind, pinching your ass. And the fucking circle is complete. So, <laughs> so De Niro, Pacino, and Stallone all converge together and they're talking. They're literally right in front of my table, but I can't get to them because they're on the opposite side because everybody's hovering. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I gotta get a picture with these three. I mean, it's oh it's I gotta I gotta get in there. Now the Netflix PR group was there sitting at my table and they're piped in to the Irishman, which is starring obviously Pacino mm-hmm. and De Niro. So and Judy was at the table, my publicist was at the table. I just was trying to snake over to see if I could get this done. By the time I got there, De Niro's going back to his chair. Stallone has already gone. It dispersed before I could get there. All right? Right. Now I'm pissed off. Only Pacino is left, but now he's sitting down. But I'm like, I got to get a photo with this guy. I got to get a photo. So the, the publicist asked Pacino, Hey, you know, I I don't know what she's saying, but I could I could guess it's more like, hey, you know, Sebastian Mascalco, the comedian, would like to say. I don't know what's what what she's saying, but he gets up. I'm standing right behind him. I said, hey, I'm 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 a huge fan, honored to be here. And he looks at me and he goes, "You played Crazy Joe Gallo in The Irishman, right?" And I go, "Oh my God." He recognized me from the movie. I got chills down the left side of my body, bro. Shit. He goes, uh, thanks for being here. Nice to meet you. We swing around. The camera guy is there. Got the photo with Pacino. Now, I'm feeling a little confident that Pacino is in the books for the photo. Now, Judy, my manager, goes over to Sly. He's sitting down. The salad is on the table. She goes up to him. I don't know what the hell she says, but she waves me over. And I come from behind Stallone. I put my left hand on his shoulder, and I come around with the right to shake his hand. And I go, hey, man, sorry to do this to you. Just wanted to say big fan and he goes where's your camera now he said it in a way where like all right like like let me take the photo and let me start eating type of vibe right (laughs) now yeah i don't know i don't have a camera i mean my my phone's in my pocket but i'm not gonna fumble through and and look for the camera app while i got rocky here right (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm just on every word man i'm on every word yeah, Judy didn't have a camera, and the camera guy was no longer around. He goes, where are your camera? I go, don't want a picture. Just want to have the opportunity to meet you. Enjoy your evening. And I go, sit down. I pulled back, bro. Whoa. I couldn't go. I couldn't go. I ain't going to tell you. Listen, I'm not going to take a selfie with Stallone. Now, Can you imagine? Now, 
all class what you did. And you know what? That's like when the hot chick is there and you're in high school and you're the guy who pretends you don't like her and that makes her more intrigued. That's what you did. It's like, I don't even want a photo. Just want to say hi. Yeah. Tonight you see me perform, you're going to be glad I said hi because now you can say that you know me. (laughs) Holy shit. Are you freaking the fuck out, dude? I mean, I'm in my little goddamn closet studio here. This gig already happened, and I'm still a little nervous hearing it. <laughs> so. Jesus, was Travolta so, there? Am I skipping no, ahead? I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Keep going. No, I didn't. I'm scanning the room, and um, over at Holyfield's table, De La Hoya's there. He's the one that was in the panties, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't get past that, man. Oh, I don't know that story. He was he was wearing panties. <sighs> Not only was he wearing panties, he looked kind of attractive. <laughs> Didn't he, Lou? You got to admit, Lou. He looked pretty comfortable. He did. He looked like John Luguziamo in uh, Tu <laughs> Wang Fu, Jun Numar. Yes, dude. <laughs> like Mazamo. Oh my God. So like so Holyfield's there with. De La Hoya. Who else De is with Hoya De La Hoya? at this table. Uh, Layla Ali is there, which is Ali's uh, daughter. Uh, Naomi yeah. Campbell's there. It's a star-studded event. Naomi Campbell, my gosh. Yeah. No, well, I didn't really want to be here, so I was made to be here, so. The, the, the thing starts, and it starts with a video presentation of Martin Scorsese uh, saying some nice words about Pacino. And then there's a couple random speakers because it's a charity event. Some speakers come out, you know, to to say some things. And I'm looking at yeah. this. I go, oh God, no one's listening. You know, like, you know, cardinal rule is you can't do a s- speech during dinner. You yeah. know, the the clanking and the people asking for bread across the table. It's just not a conducive atmosphere for any type of uh, public speaking. But they're they're doing this as people are eating, and I go, oh no, oh wow, this is gonna be really tough, and uh, and and the entrees are put on the table, and a singer, her name is Jackie Cruz, comes out to do a number, and uh, I know I'm after Jackie Cruz. I go, there's no way I'm gonna go on stage after this woman. People are not even, they haven't done clearing the food yet. I can't, I can't, I can't go on stage while people are while people are doing it. <laughs> So I told Judy, I said, tell the, tell the uh, stage manager, I ain't going nowhere unless the food's off the table. And you know what, dude? After you rattling off the who's who performing that night, you have every right to lay down the gauntlet like that. I haven't yeah, heard of half I, those I, people. I, yeah, I'm, I'm be more not, impressed I'm, if Alan Thick was on the show. <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace. Okay, I think it's time we all take a moment to recall the talents of the late, great Alan Thicke. In this classic scene from Growing Pains, Thicke's character, Dr. Jason Siva, is about to give a speech to another doctor. But Thicke is nervous, so his wife slipped a Valium in his food and he ate it. But what she doesn't know is Thicke just ate a Valium about a half hour earlier, so he's about to give a speech on double Valium. Sit back and listen to a master thespian at work. Well, I know somebody was feeling a lot better. Yeah, I certainly am. <laughs> and do you know why? Mm-hmm. I took a pill. <laughs> How did you know? I know because I was there when I took it. Half an hour ago when I went off with the boys. What? And I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason, I think there's something I better tell you. Ladies and gentlemen. I now give you the man behind Shrigger Rama 91, Dr. Jason Steva. We are here tonight to uh, honor a great man, a man who makes us all proud to be psychiatrist. He is a man known the world over as a brilliant therapist and a devout scholar. And uh, in case you're wondering, no, that's not his real hair. <laughs> Of course, I'm kidding. And uh, uh, Dr. Bellows has a great sense of humor. (laughs) Just look at his wife. (laughs) Wow. You hear a clip like that and you realize that America lost a national treasure the day we lost Alan Thicke. Actually, Pete, Alan Thicke was Canadian. 
Well, I'm just trying to wrap up the Alan Thick bit, Lou. Appreciate the correction, but uh, why don't you just play the theme from Growing Pains and take us out? Thank you. Show me that smile again. That's it. That's a wrap. Hey. So I go to the bathroom. I come back, and the stage manager comes up to me, and she goes, there's been a change in the program. Uh, Marlo Thomas is going to come out, and she's going to do some stuff about the charity, and then they're going to have the live auction, and then they're going to have me, which I was happy about. I wasn't too happy that I was being pushed about 30 to 35 minutes back. I thought that was a little too long. Yeah. Plus, plus to go after an auctioneer and plus to go after, like, you know, autism and all that stuff. Not not really conducive to comedy, but I'm like, at least I'm not doing comedy coming out of dinner. Right? Yeah, at least no one's stuffing a salmon down their throat trying to listen to your punchline. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the back and... Um, the auctioneer goes out. He does, you know, hey, table, table 16. That's 2,000. And then uh, this guy, Peter, introduces me. He's an actor. I forget his last name. And I go out. And I turn and I go, give it up for the band. They've been breaking their ass tonight. I barely got a clap on that. I'm like, oh, no. This ain't starting good, bro. And I look at the band, and the band, I don't even think they knew what I said about them. Oh. Know, like, I, yeah. I, I turn to the band, I look, and, and one of the band members looking off stage, uh, you know, maybe to, to the stage manager because he needs a new drumstick. I, I don't know what was going on with the band, but they were, I think they were unaware that I even gave them props. Why are you in the clapping mood? I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. So I start, I go, uh, nice to be here this evening. And you ever start talking at a gig, whether it be a corporate gig or whatever the hell it is, and there is a chatter in the audience that is, that like, you go to yourself, this ain't gonna work. Like, right away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that the band plays you on, and then they're literally all on their cell phones texting friends and shit. Yeah, yeah. What, you think it's a coffee break guy? You're supposed to be laughing with me, you know? I know. Like, they're, they all are head down. One guy, I think, took a nap. It, it, it was, it was, I'm like, oh, no. Now, I go, guys, guys, this ain't, I just said it. I don't know what the hell got into me. I go, guys, this ain't going to work, all right, unless we all listen so quiet down, all right? Nice. And again, nothing. Still the, the clamoring. Um, I look down, bro. There's a guy in a white tuxedo approaching the stage, like coming like almost right up to the stage. It's a banquet style, you know, because there's the round tables. He yeah. comes right up to the stage. And I go, guy, <laughs> this is a minute in. <laughs> I go, guy, get your, sit down. (laughs) He was leading a blind man to his seat. (laughs) 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 Bro, the guy had a a cane, the whole thing. He had the whole thing. I told the blind man. The blind man's guide to sit down. <laughs> Welcome on. How no. long does it take to see the blind guy? Let's move it along, fella. <laughs> oh, that was one of the split second where I was going to address the fact that the guy was blind. You know, it was like one of those things where you're like, oh, God, should I go down this road with the blind guy? You know, like in a, in a, in a if it was my show. Yeah. And people came to see me, I would have definitely go. Oh, I'm making fun of the blind guy. I would have definitely. But in this environment, I didn't know where that was going to take me. I didn't know where <laughs> I was going to go. So sure. even when you told the crowd to quiet down, how do you how, how do you know it wasn't Stallone and De Niro talking? And everyone's like, "You fucking telling De Niro to quiet down right now?" <laughs> so. I knew, obviously, I knew where De Niro, I knew where Pacino, and I knew 
where Stallone was sitting. But I don't look at them at all right now because I'm like, if I look down and see Stallone uh, talking to somebody at his table while I'm performing, I go, I might as well just get off stage. So I didn't want to look at what they were doing. Yeah. So I dive into the material and I'm dying. I am dying a death up there. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, you're probably just not doing what no, you're no, used no, to no. do. But... I'm, tell- I'm telling you, I am. Uh, it's falling on deaf ears. It's. Uh, I'm doing some Jewish material. There's a lot of Jewish people in the room, and uh, it kind of went over. Kind of, you know, it, it was one of these things. I was trying to find my legs up there. Yeah. I was like. It's like one of these gigs where you can't do a lot of timing. Like a lot of my act is like pause, kind of wait for the laugh or pause, give a look. If you paused here, people would start walking out of the event thinking it's over. You know, like there's like you can't yeah. even get like a cadence going. So I'm dumping bits. Have you ever been in a bit and you're like, oh, I got to get out of it? Like. <laughs> like i did like i did like the beginning of this bit and it normally gets a huge laugh and it didn't get anything so i'm like oh shit what i got after this is not even close to how funny that was (laughs) so i jump ship you ever jump ship out of a bit you're like okay i gotta get into another one really quick (laughs) absolutely just midge i you ever do that like three in a row and then you're like god i'm burning like 10 minutes worth of material half like one minute in you know like i'm just uh and then you oh god and they don't even care that you switched because they're not listening to anything anyway you're like oh my god because now i know that feeling because now i just worry about the couple of people you ever look out and then you see a couple of people all listening and I'm almost like, why don't you two not listen either? And we can all pretend this never happened. Because that's the worst when there's just a couple oh listening and everyone. God, oh, so but. terrible, bro. And you're right about the, like, like if you have, I had a good chunk. It was a good eight minute chunk. And I did the first 45 seconds. I go, oh shit, there goes there goes an eight minute chunk. I got a bail out of an eight minute. And, and, and I didn't have anything to replace the chunk. You know, like I, I was a 15 minute set. I figure I'm going to do three bits. And these are the three bits. Well, the first bit is eight minutes long. So now I'm like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm at the second bit a minute and a half into the act. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now, now I'm thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to do later on to replace that eight minutes that I just dumped? Right, right. And, and the listen is, you got to understand, we, we all know Sebastian's got a ton of specials, but when you're doing a gig like this, sometimes you got you got your bits got to go through a personal filter. Uh, where you go through the whole, because I've done bits, even like working with Regan, where I'm like, oh, I could do this bit, and then I get halfway through, and I'm like, oh, I forget, I forgot it gets a little dirty. <laughs> Shit. I know. I know. So, I know. so it's not like you could just blurt out any one of your bits. It might not be appropriate in the moment. <laughs> so you're throwing out the second bit while you're going through your index. What you going to do? Oh, God, I know so that I'm feeling. Yeah. Oh, God, it's, it's, you're not even committed. You're not even committed to the bit because in the back of your head, you're going, oh, shit, do I do, shit, do I get into Chipotle? Do I got to, like, bring an oldie out of here? Like, and, like, how do you even jump from where you're at to the bit that you're going to have to replace because there's no segue to it, right? And not to mention, I mean, you think Pacino's got a real good grasp of Chipotle? I don't think he's, lunch- I don't think he's lunching there. <laughs> Nobody talks to the Chipotle people. So um, uh, I pick up with with my material, and I and I'm and I'm navigating through, and I'm getting chuckles and and whatnot. And I got I I, I got on a good little patch, right? I'd say I'd say mm, five six minute in, I get a good little run of stuff, and I look over, and uh, people are laughing, but it's in pockets and de la hoya happens to be one of the guys who's dying laughing and i go you know not everybody's getting this but de la hoya is dying over here so i try to kind of relate to the crowd a little bit (laughs) i look to see where stallone is on the act he's gone 
So, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Now, I'm thinking, did he leave two minutes in and said, this guy sucks? That's right, it stinks. Or has he been gone the whole time, right? Two place stinks. All right, I, I, there's a third one. Halfway through, he said, take me backstage. I need to talk to this guy. <laughs> That's, I'm serious. I knew it wasn't number three, bro. I knew it was Shit. number three. So I'm like, oh, God. Now, I don't even want to look down at Pacino at this point because he's getting the damn icon award. And I go, if he left, then there's a big problem here. <laughs> if he walked, he didn't even get the award yet. So I'm going and I'm like, and then, and then I'm supposed to do 15. You ever look out at the clock and go, wow, this thing ain't moving. Like the, oh, yeah. the, the clock wasn't moving, bro. I'm like, there's, just, there's no way I could do 15 here. So, so I didn't even want to, but I caught eyes with Pacino because it's just he's in the front table right in front of me, and he's laughing. He's got nice. a smile on his face. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God he's laughing. I don't even look at De Niro. De Niro I'm not really concerned about because he saw me at Radio City, so he kind of knows what I do. Yeah. But like the Pacino and the Stallone, I really want to impress. Uh, so I I plow through the rest of the act. I bail at 10. All right? Because I figure another five minutes, there's no way. There's no way I could do another five minutes here. These people are... are, are it, it was so bad. I think, you know, I, I if I were to grade myself, definitely C minus. Uh I, I got off. And normally <laughs> Lana Lana's like, Oh no, you know, you and when I come back I go, That was that was that sucked. Lana's always like, Oh, are you kidding me? That was great. I came back now and I go, That sucked. She goes, Oh God, was that terrible? <laughs> like <laughs> she's ah! <laughs> Even when Lana, like when Lana does it's bad, it's bad, bro. It was one of those where I, I, I walked out like I got, I go, Lana, let's get out of here. I, I, I just left. I had to get out of there. You know, sometimes when you do well, you want to kind of stick around. Hey, you know, yeah, meet yeah, people. This was like, get me to the car. I got to get out of here before I get fired from Hollywood. <laughs> oh come on, man! Shit, <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, I'm I'm floored. I don't know what to say. Couldn't you, when you were up there though, when you looked over and Pacino was laughing, didn't? Couldn't you get to a place in your head where you're like, all right, I'm just gonna give him a one man show. I don't care about anyone else. Or is it just that no one else is listening and it's throwing you off, man? No one was listening. No one was listening. What the? Did they not know who you are? What is going on? They, they, they saving they, themselves for Robin Thicke? I, I know they what had. The? I I know I had some fans in the audience, and I know pockets of tables were laughing. But as a whole, it, it, it was not. It was. I haven't felt like that on stage for a while. And uh, I got out of there. I got out of there with a picture of Pacino. And uh, and my pregnant wife, and and that was the end of that. It was it was not one of the best gigs. It, it, I wish it was, but I knew it from the get go. This is not going to be it, no host. It wasn't well. It wasn't. I'm not blaming the, right, the production, right. but it was just it wasn't a well run event. Do you think? Let's to try and put this in perspective for us listeners. If you're, they were thinking about calling you about possibly playing Joe Gallo and the Irishman, but they hadn't called you yet, and then they were there and saw this performance, do you think they would have not given you the part based on that show? If this was the performance that would have solidified my role in the movie, I would have not got the role. Well, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> You don't hmm. think they can? I like to think like I've heard about corporate gigs where Sting was playing at a cocktail party and like no one's listening. You even said Elton John's New Year's Eve party they were barely listening. These people gotta know that this isn't if, you know. If Pacino wants to see what you can do, come to the Garden, come to Radio City, come to you know. So I don't know, but it's uh, unbelievable. Now I don't like 
what I what you told me Stallone said when you did the lean in. Unless you, I, I I like to think he was saying it like in a way where Judy had told him you want a photo. So when you said those nice things, he thought, "Hey, where's your camera? That's nice of you, kid. Let me take a photo yeah. with you." But you would think it was more like. Let's no, take the photo. You know, it was it wasn't like, hey man, uh it wasn't like it, it was like, where's the camera? Because you know, I gotta eat. Or it, it, that's the way I interpret it. It could have been like you said, but I always go with the negative right. uh connotation of what people are trying to tell me. And this I thought like it was like, get your camera out before I have another reenactment of Rocky Three right now. Go get him, I have the tiger. I have the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to piss him off, uh, but yeah, it would have been nice to get the photo with the the whole group. Um, I I gotta tell you, I'm a little. I I got not much to say here because I really thought this story was gonna end up with you having a steak with De Niro, Pacino, Scorsese, maybe meeting up later, Stallone, and maybe Leota happens to be in town. He meets up. Mm. I I I mean, Stallone's not there while you're on stage. Pacino is like, well, you know, the only one. Yeah. No, it was, oh my uh, God. It wasn't. It wasn't the night that I pictured in my head. Not that I pictured that I was gonna have, be having dinner with these guys, but yeah. Um, also, what's his name was there? Uh, Stephen Bauer, if you remember him from Scarface, who was Pacino's right hand man, the one who remember was him? with Pacino's wife, uh, sister. Yeah, yeah, he was great. What has he done since then, man? Yeah, Ray Donovan. Oh. All right. Yeah, no, he was great in Scarface. Yeah, um, he was there. I got to throw something else by you here. Maybe Luke can <clears> give his opinion too. But I'm thinking based on where you're at and the things you've done, I think I think you're at the point now where unless Sinatra came back to life somehow, I don't I don't think you get <laughs> you get photos anymore ever. I don't think you do that. I don't think you ask. I don't think you have anyone ask. I mean, the Pharrell thing that you did, the, the, I, I don't think you do that anymore. I think people do that with you. I think people come up to Judy now and say, can I get a shot with him? Uh, no, I'm on the way up here, bro. It's Ooh. it's it's one of these on things. The way, where... On the way up, guy, you played <laughs> that paddle ball with DiCaprio, man. I mean, you're in you're in the Irishman. You sold out the garden four times. Yeah. What are you like collecting photos for your little collection album? I mean, I don't think you do that anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just sent I'm, you the photo of, of Pacino and me. Oh wow, yeah, that was worth asking for. <laughs> Holy shit, is that awesome, man? Pacino looks fantastic. You look like you just served him a champagne, and then you got to go back to the kitchen and get the shrimp cocktail. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Doesn't he, Lou? Oh, Literally, you, you look like you just put down his food and said, do you want to get a quick photo before you <laughs> dig into that, Al? <laughs> oh, man, you're coming. Uh. Guy, how are you supposed to get a laugh with that giant bow tie below your chin? I, I don't think the outfit's conducive for the laughs. You should have been in a suit. Look at what Pacino is wearing. Yeah, bro, this was a formal event. Tuck, black tie. But, but you're performing, though. I feel like that's I an don't exception. Care. This is a, an outfit where it's not black tuxedo. It's a turquoise top. You don't see that, bro. Uh, I, no, I see the color. It is really nice. I'm just so you felt comfortable performing in that. You didn't feel like I locked in. No I felt so comfortable performing in that. I almost want to do that every night. Man, <laughs> what a gr dude! This is a great photo. A great but photo. Ju just think though, if I would have had the one with with the three of them, that would have been unbelievable. You could actually see me. In in a photo with uh, Pacino and De Niro, I'm in the background. I got my my big schnoz in there. Uh, oh. That's the closest I got. But man, it's just a shame. So not a shame, <laughs> dude. Just the start of all more good shit to come, man. That is amazing, dude. But I'm I stand by my uh, uh, not asking for photos anymore. I mean, what you, yeah. I think the new, the new move now is you tell Judy. I want a photo with him, so when I'm talking to him, you just pull it out, and I'll go, oh, Judy, come on, and, and uh, make it good seem. Good one. 
like make that. it seem like she's putting you on the spot, and then you could look at Mick Jagger and go, Mick, I'm sorry, but she's very excited. Do you mind? Oh, I like that. It, it's like, it, it could be not, you know, I went as even far as bringing my own photographer to these things. And, it, and, the, photo- and the photographer. But split up when you of, get there? Yeah. And the, and the <laughs> photographer just follows me the whole night, and he goes, Sebastian, Al. And, I, and, it, and it's like he's part of the event, but he's really working for me. Right. Well, you got to tell him. You go, every once in a while, walk away from me. Go get a few shots of Natalie Portman or something, just so they don't start to sniff that I hired you, all right? <laughs> uh, I love that. I love it, dude. And then every time he takes a photo of you, you can go, guy, yeah, again? Come on. I'm just trying to have a good time, you know? <laughs> That, not only are you getting all your photos, but they're going, oh, this guy's on fire. The fucking camera guy followed him around all night like the groom at a wedding. <laughs> that's the move. I mean, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So that's it. That was a great photo, but that's the time has come. So Holy I, shit, dude. So cool. I sent you another one. This is a, a, one of these candids. This is why I want uh, my own photographer there. This guy did a good job. And we, just me and him talking. We didn't even know if a, a photo was, was being taken. This is why I want my own photographer. Just to, he, he would have been following me on the Stallone pickup, I right? And, and he would have got me in Stallone in a candid. Yeah, I, that's all. You could literally lean over to Stallone and go, "Do you know where the restroom is?" But if he shoots the camera at that right moment, they think you're talking about a film project. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Pacino aged about thirty-five years once from a profile shot from a dead-on shot. <laughs> I literally was going to say, "Yeah, I like the I like the the fact that you're not looking, but who are you talking to here?" I didn't know that was still Pacino. <laughs> Boy, he goes from Italian to Jewish <laughs> from front to side. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. We got a moron here. Is that it? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, my mother-in-law does that uh, at parties and stuff. She she just doesn't tell you yet she's taking photos, and then she sends them to you, and you're like, God, I, you, you ever just see yourself, especially because we're Italian, mid-talk where you got a hand up and one down, and you're like, I oh, look yeah. like somebody I would want to talk to. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Look at your left hand. It's like lightly on Pacino's arm, and you're leaning in. Bro, you two look like you've had many dinners together, and you've split many <laughs> bottles of wines together. That's that's a People magazine shot right there. Oh, God. I got another one for you. They have no idea. One. Pacino's thinking, ah, oh, I should have fucking took Stallone up on that ride when he was leaving earlier. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you, think, you think me and him are talking about doing a project where he plays my father? I know, but the truth be told, you're actually both in a movie together, so it's really not that far fetched. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what else. I just, I just, I just shot you another one. This one, this one is uh, like, like we're old pals. Oh my God! Look at that! You're holding his hand with the left hand, looking like it's a little touch on top, dude. You two, literally in this photo, look like you ran into each other. Old friends across the room, you saw each other. And like everyone else in the room went, look, 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 they, they saw each other. You know what I mean? Look, oh, they're talking. Wow, dude, that one is for the ages. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, I got one where Billy night. Joel looks like he can't wait to get the fuck back in the limo. <laughs> 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 so these are nice and, and you had dinner with him yeah <laughs> maybe that's why he couldn't wait to get the fuck back in the limo <laughs> but yeah exactly like when i said billy can you pass the butter as i'm pointing at the butter and he's reaching and they could be like look at this they're discussing a song or something oh my god they're close friends god damn great photos oh, all worth it just for the photo Oh yeah, man! I, the the shit set, the whole thing was de- definitely worth it just for those three photos. But we wanted it all. Baby, you and me. We wanted it all. <laughs> <laughs>
The Pete and Sebastian Show. Guys, come on. Sticking to a weight loss plan can be hard. Life, it always seems to get in the way. And most people who do manage to shed pounds actually end up gaining it all back. And quite frankly, they end up gaining back more. I mean, I've seen people, they lose 10 and then they put on 20. And they're like, yeah, I lost 10, but I put the 10 back on. I'm like, and another 10, guy. Most weight loss plans just tell you what to do when you're on it. Not how to live your life once you've lost the weight. That's why we got the new app. We've talked about this before. It's called Noom. It's a lifestyle app. It tells you the things to eat. It tells you how to work out. Uh, You know, I mean, I went and I did this thing, and I'm not, like, incredibly overweight, but it still had a program for me to lose some body fat, all specifically designed for my needs. What you like to do, you go, I like to work out outside. All right, well, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to set you up. So they do it so that you don't fail. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't just set you up where you go on a a food plan and then you lose weight. And then once the food plan's over, you put it back on. Not with this, baby. Come on. You got to go to Noom, N-O-O-M, and let them help you get everything tightened up. All right? Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits, in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M. Dot com slash DJ Lou for the promo code. What do you have to lose, man? Visit Noom.com slash DJ Lou to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash DJ Lou and start losing the weight for good. I got uh, a weekend in Vegas and then I'm off for seven weeks. Thank God. I'm looking forward to just chilling, relaxing, not doing much, just kicking my feet up. We went to the zoo yesterday. Yeah, I saw that uh, Instagram, I think, or Twitter. Yeah, Lana's in the thing. It's awesome. Yeah, so so Lana rented one of these uh, handicapped motorized vehicles to, to get her around the zoo. But what I want to talk about, the, uh, Serafina was, was, was wanting to see the giraffes the whole time we were there because the last time we were there, she really fell in love with the giraffes. So every, every stop, you know, she took it in, but she, she kept saying, giraffe? Giraffe. Yeah. Said, oh, yeah, we, it's a high ticket there. item for a kid. High ticket. Yeah, high ticket item. So we go to the giraffe. There's four giraffes, and we see that one of the giraffes is kind of off to the side, getting fed by people. So we go over there. We get in line, and basically, kids with their parents are feeding the the giraffe like branches and like tree sprouts right yeah so i get in line they're charging five dollars a head right yeah my question is by the way 21 dollars for an adult 16 dollars for a kid and i didn't have lana nor serafina with me when i paid and and you've been through this it if if it's under two free admission and your kid's over two what's your feeling on that like if they say if your kid's over two you got to pay sixteen dollars how right. long do you say that your kid's under two to oh, get till, in? till 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 the third birthday <laughs> to fucking third until it's till it's three it's under two right <laughs> what <laughs> that's what i think man under two what does that mean what does that mean uh, under two that means at one at one under three. That's what I think it means. <laughs> Wait, so, what do you think, I, man? Uh, well, the stupid me, I paid for it. You know, I just, I just paid for it. So it was $58 for a family of three to walk into the zoo. 60 bucks yeah. to get into the zoo. And they're charging $5 a head so I could feed the giraffe. Yeah, I the, know. The giraffe is doing a meet and greet, basically. He's yeah. making about <laughs> <laughs> They're making about ninety to hundred dollars an hour for two hours. Eleven to one, they got this thing open. A giraffe bank two hundred dollars in this thing. Now, I was thinking to myself, for five dollars, they give you three branches to go up, right? Yeah. Of course, you got people going. Oh, for five dollars, I should have like you know more. You know, like they wanted more branches. Do you think? 
if the zoo says you get three branches for five dollars that you as a customer could go i want two more branches or no it's the rules what it is it's just about take a couple branches take your three branches get the photo op and then get down right yeah yeah, they, they, a lot of people wanted more food to give to the giraffe. And I'm like, all right, already. You know, after three times, what do you expect going to happen? You know, I mean, what? Yeah. You know, and then I get up to the front of the line. The giraffe walks off. Like, he had enough, right? So he walks back <laughs> into Gen Pop, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> So I go to the yeah. woman, I go, now what? And she goes, well, um, I just want to let you know that we do not force the animals to be here. We do not starve them. So they come over at their own will. And if no one comes, then, then we refund your money back. But generally, another giraffe will come over to feed. And I go, I wasn't, like, I wasn't, you know, they, they got all hopped up like it was SeaWorld. And then they were they were trying to tell me that they don't abuse the animals for the feeding. I, I, listen, I don't. I wasn't asking whether or not you starve the animals. I'm just wondering how long do I got to sit here until another giraffe gets hungry? And by the way, if you did starve it so that they'd come here sooner, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. <laughs> But I love it, though. You're looking at the lady like, lady, what do you think I am? Like, undercover with the fucking Protect the Animal Zoo Society? Just get the goddamn thing over here. Let me stuff the three branches down, get the photo, and we'll roll out of here with my wife and the handicapped thing. That's the world we're living in now, dude. I mean, we don't force the giraffe. Yeah. They got so hopped up that they thought I was uh, PETA. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, man. This this uh, the zoo I went to. Yeah, not good, not good zoo, man. To just not, the animals and the clientele. You can't even tell who's who. But can you when you go to the zoo? Do you feel when you look at some of these animals, and not just the gorillas and the apes, but like I mean anything from like the the, the anything any animal? Do you ever feel like you can sense that they're depressed, or do we just think that because we feel like oh they must be? Who would want to sit in that shit all day? Yeah, like, no, I, I they look somber. They look um, they just lay in there like the hippos. Just sitting there doing nothing. I, I gotta think yeah. if you go on safari in Africa and you see hippos, they're 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 running around. Oh they're, they're, yeah, yeah. Netflix has got things. this new doc out. Our planet or something. I was watching it Sunday. We're eating dinner, watching eat pizza, watching the the, the the monkeys and all this other stuff. And all three of us are like, oh shit! Look at how hopped up. Those are nothing like the ones we see in the zoo. The ones in the zoo look like they're on Percocets. <laughs> Right, I don't know yeah, if that was that, but the, it's, so I'm right there with you, man. So it's it's a d- depressing right out of the gate. I feel. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's just I don't know. I mean, they don't got the. I mean, like the elephant cage, not yeah. a cage. It's basically a a large area, but the fencing they got around it's not even fencing. It's almost like steel poles with like steel cables across it looked like an elephant escaped and they said jesus christ put in like the jurassic park uh, fence <laughs> never again never again, <laughs> never again. Oh, man. past Sunday you were saying you went to the zoo we had a nice we had an 82 degree day here right so we hadn't had one of those in a while so we all decided let's just stay home outside do your own thing have some fun me and Sadie were playing in the in the washing the cars having fun now about a week earlier my neighbor I saw him over the fence the guy was right next door saw him over the side fence (laughs) making like a little stand with his uh, kids, and uh, they painted it yellow and white, and I'm like, what is he going to... Because I know they have another house somewhere else in the woods. I'm like, what do you got, like, apples? They're going to sell apples when they don't want to stand. Hmm. So we're out there playing Sunday, 
The whole family comes out, husband, wife, two kids. They set up the little stand with a little sign, lemonade, 50 cents, put it in a jug, and then the whole family sits down, has a picnic all day on the uh, front lawn. And, like, over the course of four and a half hours, like, one car came by. I heard the old lady get out, and I heard her go, I heard about these, but I've never actually seen one. A real authentic lemonade stand. And they get up from their little picnic, and they pour it, and they, you know. And I'm like, so, like, are you having a picnic, or are you running a business? And, what, what, like, what, what, and, and, the, and the stand is so nice that now my concern is, are we going to just every week fucking sell lemonade and sit out on the front lawn? Uh, Lou, drop that F-bomb. Yeah, and just, so, so then Sadie goes, Dad, I want to buy a lemonade. Because she doesn't know the girls, and she wants to get to know them. So she goes, gets 50 cents, brings it over. The little girl gets up, pours it for Sadie. Family took the money. You'd think, you think they might go, and don't, don't take a 50 cents. They took my daughter's 50 cents. so now here's a question i wanted to ask you if they do it next week right they charge them 50 cents a cup they got a big jug i'm guessing the jug holds 20 cups can i just go over give them 20 bucks and say i'm buying the whole fucking jug shut it down And and they, we both know you weren't going to sell more than twenty cups. I'm buying you out. Shut it down. You can have your little picnic, but no lemonade stand. You you just, what are you doing? What are you doing with the lemonade stand? Oh my god! And and as an adult, you ever bike ride past the lemonade stand with two kids and the mommy sitting out there? It's, it's like blowing by a homeless guy with the coffee cup out. I feel bad. Especially when the little kid yells, lemonade, you're like, oh, right in my ear, and I'm still going to blow you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you make a good point on this. I think as a kid, if you get 20, you shut the shit down. Because, you know, like, oh, I got 20 bucks, we're going to sit out here. But the parents would probably go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make another batch, and maybe we can make another 20. I think, to be honest with you, the parents are doing this for profit. I do, dude, when I had a lemonade stand when I was a kid, you know where my dad was? In Manhattan at his job. He wasn't on a lawn chair behind me making sure I wasn't pocketing half the... <laughs> When when parents sit with their kids for the lemonade stand, that means your kid's not old enough to have a lemonade stand. Your kid either has to stand out there and risk getting, you know, taken away and put into uh, the sexual trade market uh, and hope instead that the kid comes in with $15. You can't sit there with the kid. That, That defeats the spirit of the lemonade stand. I think back when we were kids, you're right. You went out there and you risked getting getting abducted. To have a yeah, lemonade I'll either stand. be back with ten dollars or uh... or a ransom note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was a hail mary attempt when you wanted some money for like an Atari cartridge or something. It was borderline begging. You're begging for money, right? I mean, nobody wants you shitty. By the way, it was strawberry lemonade. What are we doing now with this? Don't have a lemonade oh. stand and then slide it over to my daughter and hit her with it. Oh, by the way, it's strawberry lemonade. If you're doing a lemonade stand, you get the traditional lemons. And yes. I want to see yellow lemonade. Don't start color coating the shit. I agree. Maybe even give it a nice stir with the wooden spoon before you pour me in. Get yeah, up, no. pop, <laughs> pop and open the plastic thermos. And then pouring oh, the strawberry uh, shit, taking my daughter's five dimes. Oh, boy. I know where I'm dumping my leaves next weekend when no one's looking. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway, I just have an opinion about the lemonade stand. That's all. <clears throat> no, I got you, bro. I mean, did, did Sadie ever have a, a lemonade stand? Oh, I told you when she had the one when we had the garage sale going, which I wasn't happy oh, about. Yeah, but yeah, but you had yeah. to walk halfway through the garage sale to get to the stand. She wasn't out by the end of the curb, basically, yeah, yeah, you know. So it's like a like a pity buy. Yeah. Now yeah. I I got one more question for you. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it is, man. Um. So the other day we're going to we we'll go to church on Saturday, right? Jackie's like, man, I'm going in three weeks. 
I, I, I just can't even, I can't take going, you know, but I go. So first of all, we, we forgot the envelope uh, for the cash. So I, she goes, oh, you got to go back, drop us off and go back and get the envelope. So I go, just give him 10 bucks or whatever you give. And she goes, no, you got to put it in the envelope. So that's proof that we were here because Sadie's got to start going and get ready for a communion and we got to prove that we go. So church starts. I got to drive back home, dude. I pull in the driveway. It's like 75 degrees out. It's 430. My neighbor's barbecuing. I hear oh, radios wow. playing. I'm like, I, I, I can't tell you. I, I lagged for like 15 minutes. I think I did a hit upon. <laughs> Before I got in the car, I went back to church. I felt so bad. It was like my family was in prison and I'm fucking hanging oh, out. God. So, so then I go back to church. It's great. I only got about you know, 10 minutes left till they're wrapping up. Uh, and then we're walking out, and there's a guy who's always at church. And I like this guy. I mean, I genuinely like him. I've seen him at the bar. I take a photo with him. We chat. You know, we, I mean, uh, shake hands always. So we're walking out, and Jackie turns to me. And let's just say, hypothetically, Kevin. She goes, it's Kevin, by the way. And I go, nice, thanks. And then I go, Kev, how are you, man? And we shake. And then we walk out. And, of course, he goes, hey, Pete. And then we walk out, and I go to Jackie. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. And she goes, Guy, I'm I'm tired of doing that, though. I mean, you meet these people over and over and over, and I always got to whisper to you and tell you their name. And I go, so, so like, is that exhausting? Just keep doing that. It's working great. Yeah. And, yeah, and what's your like, take on that, right? I mean, some names just don't stick. They don't stick. Yeah, but that's what you're married for, those occasions where someone doesn't know, the other one steps in with the knowledge, you know? Maybe you do that to her in a different area of life where you remind her or whatever i mean it, it's 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 a yin and a yang man you, you, you come but on her Jack. argument her argument though is that you're not even trying to remember these names because you know that i'll just tell them to you and i'm saying so, yeah. that's correct okay. yes yeah so that's great it's fan but is that like watch this right bro that's bill what's that was that exhausting that was nothing <laughs> Just, that's Tim. That's, a, that's Kevin. That's Hank. Oh, yeah. what are you fucking getting a hernia? Yeah, bro. This is not asking much. I don't know. I don't think it why is. Why you're getting? Why you're getting slack over this? I hear you, man. I just think it's a great perk. It's it's a perk for being married to someone with a good memory. I love yes. it. Yes. Either, either that or all they're gonna. By the time I'm fifty five, everyone's just gonna be chief. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So anyway, man, um, fantastic I story. I got one thing here before we leave. Yeah, I had a debate with my wife in bed over this uh, scenario. When we're going to bed, I tell her shut off the lights, and yeah. she goes, "That's improper. It's turn off." What do you say? Now I say Alexa lights off, but let me think. I used to be like, shut the lights off. I used to always say, shut the lights off. Right? Yeah. Shut the she lights said, off. Turn, she says, turn them off. Yeah, it's like, turn yeah, it's, off. No one's, no, one's, no one's turning anything, though. You turn a doorknob, you shut a light off. She says, you only shut things that are open and you turn off things that are on. You shut things. And open and you turn on. Well, she's got a point because the light is on. But on the flip side, uh, the, the, you know, you're flipping the switch up to open it and flipping it down to close it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I, my whole life was shut. And then I, I, I often say, my mom's going to come by. Yeah. She's got a problem with that, too. What is that? I'm, my mom's I'm gonna, by. I'm going to go by my sister. She's like, oh, what are you gonna, how much does your sister cost? What do you mean you're going to go buy your sister? Right, yeah. I'm going to go buy my sister's house. Yeah. You're going to go buy your sister's house? I'm going to go buy my sister's house. Like, yeah, well, well how that, much that, is her? She's going. Well, she's how saying, would we write that? That's a good point. Gonna, if I was going to write that, I'm going to go. Uh, how would I say buy in that scenario? Buy my sister's house. If we were writing it. 
oh, note if you were to saying, wife. Well, well, if you were what's leaving your wife a note saying, I'm going to go buy my sister's house, how would you write the buy? I went to visit my sister. I went over to my sister's oh, house. Oh, so you're going to change it for the... Because buy isn't a real word. So when we have to write it, then we're going to switch it? I don't know. I, that's how I grew up. <laughs> I'm going to come by. I'm going to come by. That's all we say. All right, I'm going to come by. Right? But all right, let's say you leave a note on someone's car telling them you're going to swing by the house later. You're going to go, I'm going to swing by. How would you, you what are you going to write by? Are you going to write B-I? Are you going to write B-Y-E? I don't go near B-I. B-I just right away. To <laughs> 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 oh, God. So, hey, so that, that was, that's how exciting our, uh, our love life is right now. Bro, bro, are you kidding me? I'm like riveted by this shit. <laughs> uh, so that's what I got. Go uh, first of all, June 5th. This is a good one I want to talk about. June 5th, Gotham Comedy Club. All right. I'm doing a charity event with Tom Papa and Jessica Curson, two hilarious comedians. Uh, it's a charity event for Laugh to, um, or Laugh to Remember. Uh, they raise money for Alzheimer's, dementia, and ALS. And it's going to be a Gotham on June 5th. That's in New York City. And you can get tickets left to remember dot uh, left to remember at C-U-M-C dot. You know what? Let's just leave it at this part, Lou. You can go to my website and see how you can get tickets for this fantastic event. And then I'll also be in Syracuse, Funny Bone, June 6, 7, and 8. Also, I don't have the exact date in front of me, shit, but I am playing uh, Montreal Comedy Festival. I will be in Montreal mm. all week doing my own shows, headlining my nice. own shows at 7 p.m. every night. Plus, I'll be doing a gala. I'll be doing the Pete and Sebastian podcast from my hotel room. That's so funny, bro. Remember the one year we went to the Montreal and everyone's psyched because they're all doing their podcast together. And you and I are up in a hotel room with a fucking bottle of wine <laughs> doing the cast as if we were in the middle of a, you know Milwaukee or some shit. <laughs> so, and I got some more dates coming soon. Uh, that'll be on PeteCorielli.com, which I'll get into. Thanks, man. Perfect. Perfect. There you have it. Uh, I will be in Las Vegas this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, for Memorial Day weekend at the Wynn Las Vegas Hotel. I'm also doing uh, Rochester October 3rd. I'll be in Boston October 4th. I'll be in Syracuse as well October 25th. And I'll be in Chicago November 6th. Uh, Get your tickets at SebastianLive.com. And we will see you guys next week. The show has ended. Oh, I don't know that story. He was he was wearing panties. <sighs> Not only was he wearing panties, he looked kind of attractive. <laughs> Didn't he, Lou? You got to admit, Lou. He looked pretty comfortable. He did. He looked like John Luguziamo in uh, Tu Wang Fu, Jules Newmar. <laughs> <laughs>